Papa's Pizza, a Bernstein Bear's Sniffy Book. Today, Brother and Sister Bear are going to help Papa Bear make pizza. They are going to smell it, too. And so will you. As you read this book, just scratch the picture on each right-hand page, then sniff it. Country, a Berenstain Bearcast. I'm your host, Phil Gonzalez, and I have a couple of very, very, very special guests with me today. Uh, why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves? Well, my name is Bradley Mariska, and I'm from Austin, Minnesota. And I'm Jeremy Gloff. I'm from Tampa, Florida. And uh, why are you guys on the show today? Well, I've been collecting Berenstain Bears books since I was a kid, and when I got into high school and college, I discovered all of the memorabilia, and I have what I believe is the world's largest collection of Berenstain Bears books and memorabilia. Wow, and Jeremy, how about you? Okay, I started collecting Berenstain Bear books when I was a kid as well, and then I kind of did the hippie thing and travel a lot, and I began recollecting them in the late 90s, and I actually used Brad's original website to help get my collection back to where I wanted it. And I believe I have the second biggest Bernstein Bear book collection in the world. That's so. funny because I've talked about you guys with a lot of people, like just in my daily life. <laughs> <laughs> because there is this there is this idea that anyone who's interested in the Bernstein Bears is probably an older person who is you know, there's a, I guess there's just a uh, like a stereotypical idea of what a person who would collect the Berenstain Bears is. I never knew there was a stereotypical idea of what a Berenstain Bear collector right. would be. But I'm always like, no, 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 it's these two guys. One guy lives in Florida. One guy lives in Minnesota. It's and people are like, oh, oh, really? Like they're they're the two <laughs> big Berenstain Bear. I'm like, yeah, they're the two big Berenstain Bear collectors. And I always say well, very very proudly that I'm just like, and I know them. I know them. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've talked about this because we're only a couple of years apart in age and we grew up in the 80s and that was the peak of the Berenstain Bears. Uh, that's when the, the cartoon was on Saturday morning. That's when the TV specials were happening. So I think that was when the most people were interested and in it really drew us in. We just never stopped. Yeah. So uh, like what, how do you like start collect like when did you do to start the collection like at what point did you realize oh i'm i'm a collector now well jeremy jeremy can maybe tell his story he's he's got a pretty good one all right well i originally collected them when they came out because they were they were releasing all these iconic books and i remember them coming out one by one and just buying them and then i got into high school and started getting into music and doing other stuff so i stopped collecting so what I did in the late 90s when I wanted to rebuild my collection, I just started buying big lots on eBay. I started with the first-time books, the Dr. Seuss books. And I started basically recollecting all the books I originally had when I was a kid. And then from there on, I got the chapter books and then the coloring books and the compilations. And then I just decided I had to have every book. So that's kind of how my collection went. And mine was fairly similar. I, When I was a kid, I collected the first-time books. And, of course, on the back cover, it said, collect them all. And right. being a little bit obsessive-compulsive, uh, I told my mom that I had to have them all. But I didn't realize until I was in high school that I was missing um, several of the different series. And I certainly didn't know about the memorabilia. Um, so it was when I went to college 
And uh, not only did I have access to eBay for the first time, but I also had my first credit card. That's when I really started getting serious about making this a legitimate collection, not just stuff that I had gotten during my childhood. But why Berenstain Bears? Like, what is it about the Berenstain Bears? Well, I think I'm a musician and a singer, songwriter, whatever. I think the world can be really dark and heavy. And I, I think the Berenstain Bears kind of distill the world into something simple but profound in a way. I also was attracted to the the simple stories that were uplifting. They, they always taught lessons. And I loved the fact that there was such consistency to their storytelling and consistency to their illustrations. Uh, when a new Berenstein Bear book came out, you knew what to expect. And I think yep. kids really like that. You know, kids want you to reread the same books over and over and over again. And uh, the Berenstein Bears definitely like filled that role. It's really nice yep. to be able to to turn that question back on people because I get asked that quite a bit of just why the Berenstein Bears. Uh, and I would say that my answer is probably very similar to you guys. Uh, there's something that's very, very simple, but very genuine and very universal about the the book series. And when I started this, I started this podcast with the idea that I was going to approach the books, you know, for more from a literary perspective. Uh, but as a with the with the drive to do a, a non a non ironic podcast. Uh, because mm-hmm. I, I think when people heard I was going to do this, they assumed that this was going to be a, a like a just taking it out of the Berenstain Bears, like uh, making fun of each book. And, oh yeah. And I think it really surprised people when I was like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna be genuine about this. I really I really want to treat these these books as as individual works of of art. Yeah. Well, and I think that's really great because if you look at historically what Stan and Jan wrote. Uh, outside of the Berenstain Bears, they were both great writers and great illustrators. So it wasn't that they kind of picked the lowest common denominator. I think they really did uh, create a series that they thought would speak to people. And I appreciate the fact that you're you're not just piling on like some people do because it's easy to call Papa Bear just a buffoon, but he's more than that. I bet Stan and Jan had their own dark side, especially from some of their adult writing. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. they understood the world. <laughs> yep, exactly. So you guys have come with uh, a few gems from the beginning of the Berenstain Bears uh, collecting world. So why don't you uh, walk through? So I cover the books, and these, to me, are a little bit outside the general continuity of the books. Even though they do share stories about the bears, they are a little bit beyond simple page turners. Why don't you tell us what you got? Well, um, chronologically, 1978, one of the most interesting and fascinating Berenstein Bear books ever written came out. It's called Papa's Pizza, and it had scratch and sniff stickers in it, which were, of course, iconic of the late 70s, early 80s. And I've got a brand new copy in front of me that's still in cellophane. So this is mint. Mint in Mint. package. <laughs> well, I remember getting my copy for Christmas one year from my grandma hall. I remember it, like opening the present and inside was Papa's pizza. I never saw a book like that ever. That's awesome. So cool. What was the what was the idea behind Papa's pizza? Like, what is the what is the gist? Basically, it's just Papa is going to make pizza for the bear family and he has to go down in the basement to get some of the ingredients and he's going to put it all in the oven. And as he puts the different 
uh, toppings on the pizza, there's a scratch and sniff. I mean, there's a scratch and sniff sticker for uh, pepper and garlic. I mean, strange, (laughs) strange smells that there shouldn't be in a scratch and sniff book. The smoke from the stove. They have one with the smoke. Smoke, yeah. (laughs) And this was written and illustrated by Stan and Jan? Correct. Yep. So this is an official, so officially in continuity, Papa Bear has made pizza for the family. Yes, yeah. and it's in the treehouse, and it's published by Random House. So yeah, it's a beautiful book. Now, is it difficult yeah. to find good copies of it? Yes. If you wanted a good copy, you're going to be paying over $100 for it. <laughs> wow. Uh, and even a lousy copy is about $50, isn't it? Yep, a lousy copy. Yeah, you can hardly even find a, a, a bad copy for $50. Goodness. So it's, it wasn't, it didn't, I assume it didn't have a whole lot of reprints. No, I think there was just the original. Yeah. So you have a, uh, you have a wrapped, a wrapped version of it. I do. Uh, Jeremy, do you have your copy in front of you as well? Yeah. Here's mine right here. (laughs) Okay. Here, um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna tear into mine. I'm gonna try and get close to the the microphone so you can all hear me break open this pristine. I mean, this is terrible. Not since I mean, the late I, '70s has has anyone heard I, this sound. No. <laughs> Here I feel we the go. eBay value going down as we speak. <laughs> it's totally worth it. Okay. Here we go. I'm ripping into it. Uh oh. Oh my goodness. <sighs> Okay, I'm in. Wow. That's so cool. Entering the treehouse. <laughs> oh my gosh. The boards are so like perfect. Wow. How does it look? It it's clean. You know, the the white background is white, not all yellow. Um this is great. And these do, are... Hey Jeremy, do any of your stickers still smell? Faint very faintly. Like the tomato one was always a strong one. Yep, I'm gonna scratch the tomato right now. Here we go. See if it still works. (laughs) The tomato is there's not a lot of scent to the tomato. I remember even back in the day the mushroom. I can even smell the mushroom when it first. No, I've never been able to smell the mushroom. Oh, the cheese is strong. Oh really? It's aged well. (laughs) Oh. Ooh, the onion is very pungent. (laughs) Um. Wow, oregano. Scratch and sniff oregano. By the way, oh, the, yeah. the very oh my last gosh, picture. that actually smells real. <laughs> wow, now I'm getting hungry. This is <laughs> fascinating. That's amazing. I was wrong. There's no, I'm there is no the garlic. Pizza restaurant too, which is funny. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. The pepper is really strong. Also, wow. <laughs> this is you're going to be doing this all night, aren't you? Oh yeah. <laughs> Man, this is awesome. This is this is really incredible. Papa's Pizza. All right. Well, what is our next gem? What do you got there, Jeremy? Well, are we doing the How to Get Along books? Yeah, let's why don't you talk about those a little bit? Okay, well, Kid Stuff Records came out with a series of records slash books using all the 80s characters, I believe. And I remember going into a department store called Hills in my hometown. And these b- records slash books were in the discount bin, and I never even knew they existed. So it was How to Get Along with Your Fellow Bear, and then How to Get Along at School. There were two books in this series. So I remember yeah. buying them and getting the record player. It was a 45, so you had to have the little adapter. And then it was in the back flap of the book. I'm sure my records are really scratched up, but 
Brad discovered a few years ago, there's actually a book that combines them both. Yeah. So tell a little bit about that one, Brad. Well, that one is um, actually published by Hasbro, which is really interesting because these this company we'd never heard of, Kid Stuff Records, uh, produced these two books. And then two years later in 1984, Hasbro made a compilation. But they must have only made a very few of them because neither Jeremy or I had ever seen it before. And the most fascinating thing is that when you look at the original books – they're these very simple black and white pencil sketches of the bears. Um, but the Hasbro edition, the compilation that came out two years later, is in color. And it just was it was so fascinating to see that for the first time because we we looked at it and thought, whoa, like I've just never seen this book in that way. Were these uh original Berenstein illustrations? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and you know what's interesting about the timing is that these books came out in 1982. Mm-hmm. And that's only a year after they started their first time book series. And these books are very much in that vein. They're basically manners books, mm-hmm. like how to get along with others, how to get along at school. And there's, there's this definite shift happening around 1981, 1982 amongst the Stan and Jan Berenstain books because we're definitely going more into morality lessons. So in these recordings are the, and characters voiced, or is it just a single narrator? It is a narrator in these. And do we know if I remember right? Isn't there a little beep when you're supposed to turn the page or something? Correct. Yeah, I mean, I could, I could put the record on if you want to hear it. Do we know who this reader is? We do not. Oh. There is no credit given. Somebody's disgruntled somewhere because they didn't get yeah. their credit. <laughs> I'm going to just uh, step over to the record player uh, for a moment, and I'm just going to uh, throw this throw this on for a few seconds, Great. if that's all right. Yes. Well, Brad's doing that. I want to add, I believe the compilation version came with a cassette, didn't it, I think? Now we are ready to begin. Open your book, and we will start our story. And remember, when you hear the chime, turn the page. totally remember that now yeah <laughs> it's a little shrill yeah it, it, it <laughs> very really true. is maybe i should have turned the treble down just a little bit <laughs> hey brad didn't yeah. the, the compilation one came with a cassette didn't it the hasbro one yes and actually the kid stuff ones also came with cassette options okay yep cool. so these are the books you would find these um looking i'm just i just looked at images online and I remember seeing these in sort of hanging bags at the library. Yes. Yep. And uh, I, I assume that they were used a lot in classrooms. So uh, how many of these uh, books on an LP came out? I think just these two. Geez, two with, with the kids stuff. That oh, really? was the Berenstain Bears, How to Get Along with Your Fellow Bear and How to Get Along at School. Yep. Um, they did do, the Berenstains did do several other audiobook versions of their other books during this time. But what's special about these two is they were specifically written for this company for this purpose. They weren't just a normal Berenstain Bear story that they also made a oh, recording of. 
And so what is yeah. the what is the plot of these two books? Um there is no plot. <laughs> <laughs> They're just rules. Like, oh, I see. The, you know, rule one, be nice. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this it's literally when someone slips on a banana peel. If the tables were turned and he laughed at you, how would you like it? How would you feel? So so common situations you might find yourself in. Yes. <laughs> right. You know, that normal thing. I mean, I'm sure you <laughs> slipped on a banana peel this morning. Yes. It happens all the time. <laughs> nice. And the school book is the same way. Yes. They're both about the same. Fascinating. Fascinating. So is that all you have for us today? Well, we have one more. Oh, you do? Um, the Berenstain Bears and the Mysterious Numbers. I've always loved this book. Now, what is oh. so mysterious about these numbers? The cubs are rooting around, I think, in the attic or something with uh, Cousin Fred. Um, so this is essentially a Bear Scout book mm-hmm. because there's really only the three characters in the entire – in fact, I don't think Mama and Papa appear at all in this book. Oh, um, just the dog at the end. Snuff. <laughs> and um, they go on – they find this treasure map and there's different numbers and each number stands for something like number one, find black rock standing guard and number two, twisty trees in a yard. And it's basically a big treasure hunt. But what's cool about it is that this was from the Fisher price talks to me series. Yes. And there are li- literally these tiny records, um, like built into each page of the book. And how did you play these records? There was a special um, reader, which is essentially a tiny phonograph player that if you place exactly on the record, um, you just hit play and it starts to spin. And let's, let, well, let's just see if this works here. I've got mine out and um, I just replaced the batteries. Brother and sister bear and cousin Fred were rummaging in the attic of their towering treehouse deep in bear country when sister found a very interesting map. Look, a treasure map. Cousin Fred looked more closely. This map has special mysterious numbers that lead to to the the golden golden honey honey tree. tree. So they're searching for the golden honey tree. That's so cool. That's amazing. I had friends who had these books. I never had them myself. They were kind of the envy of a lot of us because the record part would only play like one page and then you'd move it on. But to us, it never occurred to me that these were records until I got older and Mm -hmm. I realized that, oh, it's, it's... it's just a reverse record player. Like it's the player that in the needle that's spinning instead of the, instead of the disc. Correct. Yeah. Now when they redid this book in the comes to life series, is it the same audio? Brad? It, it, I, yes, it's exactly the same. Um, in fact, what I just played for you was the reprint edition from yes. Entertainment that came out in 1993, but the one that came out in 1980, um, by Fisher price, that's the company, uh, that did the original, it was the same audio. So they just reprinted it with a different publisher. And this was something I wanted to mention also is that, you know, the Berenstains had been with Random House since the beginning. And now notice in 1980, they did a couple books, they did a book with Fisher Price and 1982, Mm -hmm. this deal with Kid Stuff Records. So they're starting to expand and multiply. And it's in the 80s that they start doing more 
um, memorabilia in, in addition to just traditional books. Right, right. How do you think that, that affected the Berenstains themselves? Do you think that it uh, it affected their writing or their general output in any way? Or I think later on it did. Honestly, I think the early I think the early books. I feel like everything they did turned to gold in the original, like the eighties, maybe even through like the early nineties. But then I just felt like they did so much. And they were releasing things with so many different companies that the I do feel like the quality went down per, because personally. Because they they really stayed involved in everything. Like, they didn't farm a lot of this out. Right. So they had to produce a lot. I, I, for me, I feel like a big watershed year was 1992. They okay. made this They made this deal to do the Cub Club books. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and in addition to writing a couple first-time books that year, they churned out about 35 books in this series in the span of about two years. And, you know, Jeremy and I have talked about this before, that we just felt like the storytelling wasn't as good, the the illustrations were much simpler, and I don't know if they ever really found their groove again after that. Interesting. Really interesting. Well, we will have to take a look at those in a future episode. Yeah. I I do feel some magic was lost after a while, sadly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So if anyone was interested in... uh in Berenstain Bears collecting in general, like where is a good place for them to go? Well, Jeremy had the great idea about a year ago of starting a, a group on Facebook. You want to tell him how to find that? Sure. Uh, I'm very much a social media person. I'm a musician myself. So I felt Brad and I had emailed for years. I said, let's, let's make a group on Facebook and see if anyone else is out there. So if you look up Berenstain Bear Collectors on Facebook, Please and that's Berenstain with an A. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't believe the conspiracy theories. <laughs> and I, I tell people, uh, I actually had this conversation just the other day, which is when it comes to the to, to the Berenstain name conspiracy, I was like, I know people who literally own the books as they came out. Like, there was no S-T-E-I-N. <laughs> never. Like, I, I never remember an E in there, so... Like you can you can actually hold these books in your hands and look at them. It's not there, right? right. But yeah, but anybody who's a serious collector that wants to, um, you know, join us, or maybe somebody who wants to get back into collecting. You don't have to be a serious collector today, but you want to build your collection. Just type in Berenstain Bear Collectors into Facebook, and and you'll find the group, and you'll also find a bunch of people who are there to uh, to help you with your, with your search and you can show off your favorite items it's a really really fun group and what is it called again the Berenstain Bears Collectors the Berenstain Bears Collectors now I'm a member and I don't collect but I have read many many of the entries on there and these yeah people are very helpful with one another yeah and it's also cool just to see people show off their new hauls yeah, yeah, that's that's been my favorite. I didn't expect that um, as part of the group, and uh, I it's fun to come home after a long day of work and somebody's posted something to the group and say, "Look what I found at a Goodwill for ninety nine cents." Yeah. It's really it's fun. And we always uh, like when a new book comes out. Even though I don't like the new books as much, I still have to collect everything. So we always announce when a new book comes out and stuff. Right, and that way nobody misses anything. That's fantastic. And how many books are coming out per year about now? Eight thousand, <laughs> <laughs> twenty maybe. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm going to be doing yeah. this show for Mike a long is, time. Mike is very prolific. He is just yeah churning them out. Yeah, I can tell. 
All right. Well, I would hope I hope that you guys uh, will put your heads together and come up with a few more collectibles for us to cover. Absolutely. Absolutely. This was so much fun. Yeah. I loved talking about this with you guys. It's yeah. so much yeah. fun. So you guys want to be on the show again? Absolutely. Please. Great. <laughs> then we will definitely have you guys on the show again in the near future. All right. Um, for everyone else, uh, you're listening to Deep in Bear Country. You can find us on Facebook at Deep in Bear Country. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at Bstain Bearcast. You can write to us on uh, Gmail at BerenstainBearcast at gmail.com if you want. And we're also at BerenstainBearcast.wordpress.com. You can find us pretty much any if you just you know, Google us. So thank you once again for joining us. Uh, I am Phil Gonzalez, and I'll see you next time deep in bear country. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.